0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From the Fox News Podcast Network, I'm Dana Perino, and everything will be Okay. And welcome back to another episode of Everything Will Be Okay. This week, I'm joined by a musician and financial literacy guru who's quite stylish, too. Jade Warshaw is a phenomenal singer, wife, and mother who counsels people on how best to navigate their finances based on their lifestyle. Jade and her husband managed to pay off $460,000 of debt. And if you have an ounce of financial anxiety, Jade is an incredible resource to alleviate those feelings. Jade Warshaw, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're in one of my favorite places. I'm a big country music fan. Oh, yeah? Yes. Nashville's Music City. Yes, it is. I know it's not just country music. I know there's a lot of different music going on there. That's true,
1: but I think most people know it for the, the country music. Maybe the gospel, too, but
0: mostly country, I feel like. I just love it. I was a country music DJ when I was in college. Um, what? I worked 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. for a minimum wage at a local station, Pueblo, Colorado Springs. And wow. I But one of the reasons I did that, I wasn't even really a huge country music fan then, but <laughs> I was gr- born in Wyoming and raised in Colorado, and my parents listened to country music for the most part. But yeah. in high school, I obviously listened to 80s um, pop and, of course. and rock. Of course. Um, so anyway, in order to get into television back then, you really had to start in radio. And mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. want to start in radio after I graduated from college. So I wanted to do it concurrently. Yeah. And so that, that was the shift available 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Wow. And the number one song at the time was Achy Breaky Heart. And I had to play it every hour on the hour. <laughs> I had that song in my head for like three years straight oh my gosh and now you're being rewarded for that 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 yes i think so hard part i think so that's fair that's fair jade tell everybody about uh where you were born how you grew up what was what was your life like before you started on your musical journey
1: yeah you know i grew up the daughter uh of a football coach uh one of four and so we actually moved around a lot um, usually, when people say, Jade, where are you from, and I start listing all the places, they go, oh, you must be military. I'm like, no, my dad was a football coach. So I was born in Spokane, Washington, um, act- and lived in a small town outside of Spokane called Cheney. So if anybody's ever heard of that, shout out to Cheney, Washington, one stoplight. Um, <laughs> and then we lived there until I was about three years old, and we moved to Oregon and lived there until second grade. And then we moved to Kansas and we lived there for a year and then we moved to Illinois and lived there for three years. And then we moved to Tennessee, um, just outside of Nashville. And I went to high school and graduated and ended up at Tennessee State University and HBCU. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times when I tell people I moved around that much, they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, no, it was one of the greatest things because you just get a taste of culture all around the United States. You get to be around all different sorts of people with all different backgrounds and all different stories. And I actually really credit that to um, who I am today and my love for travel. Because after that, after graduation, um, my husband and I started working on cruise lines and we were able to travel all over the world. So... That's and kind of how it because all of your
0: travel, you can really talk to and relate to anyone.
1: I hope so. I mean, I love I love people. I'm not going to lie about that. I-, I love people. I love hearing their stories. Everybody's got a story, and uh, I just love being open to to what other people have to say.
0: So uh, you're- I know that your background is in music, and you you're a singer. Yeah, so
1: uh, I am a vocalist. I graduated from college with a degree in music and performance, and. uh Got married one week after graduation, by the way, to my husband, Sam, and who is was also a musician. Is he, and, uh, is he also a vocalist? He's not. My okay. husband plays uh, bass guitar and also keys, mm-hmm. and he's also an arranger. And uh, someone got us a cruise for our honeymoon, and so we went out on this cruise and saw all the amazing entertainment and thought, man, we can do that. And so the rest is history, and we've got, oh. got to travel the world, 92 countries, Dana. So That's incredible. That's incredible. I think that's
0: just so amazing. And tell me, meeting Sam, was it love at first sight? Um, For him, yes. (laughs) Isn't that always the way? Yes. That's always the
1: case. For me, it took a little longer. Um, The way he'll tell the story is that, like, Jade, I was right there and you just never noticed me and you stood me up two times. And I'm like, I did? That was me. (laughs) But um, it all came to a head. Uh, He told me. One day he came and said, Oh, Jade, I've got to go. And I, I said, Why? He goes, I've got a paper route. I've got to get enough sleep to, to do my paper route. And I'm thinking, This guy has a paper route. Like, what kind of guy is this? Turns out he got the paper route so he could afford my engagement ring that I didn't Aww. know was coming. Beautiful. So, yeah, he's a great guy.
0: Okay, so we want to talk about your journey. Um, and, and I think it's pretty amazing. I'm, done, I'm just going to set this up and, and then let you talk. I do want to ask something, though. It, it, is it correct that you and Sam had $280,000 in student loan debt? Yes, indeed. How, does that that, how did that correct. get added up in that Whew. fashion?
1: Um, so my husband, most of the student loan debt came from my husband's side of the equation. Uh, he went to Berklee College of Music in Boston private school, super expensive. Turns out some of the biggest musicians of our time, John Mayer, lots of folks. Um, so started out there, went there for two years and basically exceeded expectation. A lot of his professors were like, hey, you don't need to go here. So he moved to Tennessee um, just to study with some musicians. But his mom was like, hey, if you're there, you you must go to school. A lot of parents say that. Um, and so kind of against what he wanted to do. He went to school, again, another out of state school racked up tuition there as well. Um, And so that's kind of how it happened. Plus my student loans. I don't know if you have gotten wind of this, but I went to school on a full presidential scholarship and a full volleyball scholarship. And, um, I had all of my school paid for. And I sat down in the financial aid office and they said, hey, Jade, you're going to need money, spending money. Like you're going to need new clothes. You're going to want to go out after the games. Um, You need to take some loans to cover that. I mean, you don't want to miss out on Mm. the college experience. And I thought, you know, here I am, 18, 19, 20, and then 21. And I'm going, yes, great idea. I Sign me up. And so we both just made... You know, I tell people all the time, Dana, it's so hard to not blame other people for the decisions you make because it's so easy to sit here like the want is to go, "Oh, well, it was our parents and those those people at the student loan, you know, office, they shouldn't have done it." But you know what? I signed my name on the dotted line mm-hmm. and my husband signed his name on the dotted line and we were those people who, you know, it takes 6 months for your loans to become due and then you can defer them and you can forbear them and we were those people that did that. So Two hundred and eighty thousand dollars of student loans. Yes, there were reasons that we got into that, but I refused to make excuses about that. Mm-hmm. I signed up for it.
0: I had to pay it, and was there a point when you and Sam realize that you're in financial trouble, I guess is the best way for me to maybe put mm-hmm. it. Like, like I just I have a lot of financial anxiety, yeah, um, that I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Like like I used to pay my student loan and my car payment three months in advance. Like I'd pay three months worth. Just yes, to make sure because you say I'd that. be uh-huh. afraid that on that third month, for some reason, I wouldn't have any money. I don't know why I thought yes. that, but that was the kind I, of I way that, that I dealt with it. And so did you and Sam have a moment where you thought we are really needing to do something? Absolutely. I mean, I what you're
1: saying wholeheartedly, I grew up where money was a lot of tension. There was a lot of tension around money, a lot of stress around money, um, a lot of control around money, to be honest with you. And so Mm -hmm. I tell this this I've had it story um, where Sam and I were driving down the road and I'm just going to be. Can I just be totally? Yes, that's what we do here. Yeah, I'm driving down the road and credit card companies like debt collectors Mm -hmm. had been calling my phone all morning. And I remember saying to my husband, pull the car, like pull the car over. And he's like, okay, like what's going on? Ironically, we pulled over behind the alleyway of a bank parking lot and we're just sitting there and I'm like crying and he's like, what is wrong? I said, we cannot go on like this. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot have these people calling our phone. Like we need to make a change. We can't live like this. I refuse to live like this. I did this as a child. I felt this anxiety. I felt this strain. I cannot live like this. And you know, he's looking at me like, okay, I know, uh, yeah, we gotta do something. And it was just like, from there on, it was game on. I mean, we had probably one of the deepest conversations we ever had in that parking lot. And it was like, we've gotta get serious about this. We cannot lollygag, we cannot play patty cake with this debt. We have got to sacrifice far more than what we've been sacrificing. And if we want any semblance of the life that we say we want, we have got to make changes and it starts today. And so, yeah, that's a big part of it. I think you've gotta have that moment where you um, hold yourself accountable and take a long look at yourself in the mirror and go, no more blaming, no more no more excuses. Cause all the reasons that we said were like this and if I'd learned this in school, maybe it'd be different. No, after a while, those reasons become excuses. And you've really just got to take the bull by the horns and
0: just change. We'll be right back with more of this interview after this.
1: This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.
0: Your relationship with Sam must be very strong, because one of the things I recommend in my book is before you start off on a partnership with uh, someone in your life that you're committed to, you need to be kind of at least have the same idea on money. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't know that, especially like you are getting married in college, like you got married like as you said right out of college and that love and excitement is all there and some of those practical matters you don't necessarily deal with. In a way, you're very fortunate that you and Sam had the same feelings about it and that he he recognized your distress and said, "I'm in. I'm going to we're going to do this together."
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely the case, Dana. And I think for me I was the one that initiated that conversation but he was feeling the same way and it was just kind of like okay we're on the same page we both know we've got to do this and yeah i i think that trials and and challenges like that they do if you allow them to they do strengthen your marriage Mm -hmm. i mean obviously it could pull you apart as well so you've got to kind of make that decision to look at each other and go we're either in this And if we're in it, we're in it together and we're holding each other accountable. And if that's not the case, then this has the ability to tear us apart. And that for us just wasn't, it just wasn't an option.
0: So how does Dave Ramsey come into the
1: picture? (laughs) So uh, Dave Ramsey comes in the picture. I had heard him on the radio long ago. My husband, um, actually my brother is a former Marine and I used to have to drop him in Chattanooga for some of his training. And I remember taking that, you know, hour and a half drive to Chattanooga, and there's this guy on the radio just talking about dead is dumb. And if you're doing this, you're stupid. And I was like, listening, like, oh, this guy's intense, but I was so entertained by it. And I realized that I actually agreed with a lot of what he said. Um, And at the time I had not graduated college yet. So it was just kind of like this thing I heard, put it on the back shelf for later. And uh, fast forward, when Sam and I graduated a year or so into marriage, we realized we had this debt. I said to Sam, I was like, there's this guy, Dave Ramsey. I remember him talking about this and I think he can help us. So Hmm. we, of course, head over to Barnes and Noble. We get the total money makeover workbook. And that honestly is what started it. Uh, The principles in there, a lot of people probably know it as the baby steps. We started walking out those baby steps, you know, the getting the thousand dollars saved. And then step two is paying off your debt with the debt snowball. And step three is getting three to six months saved. And step four, is starting your investing 15 percent. And, you know, five, paying for kids college and six, eventually paying off your mortgage. And seven, it's like this idea of building wealth and living and giving like no one else. And Mm -hmm. I thought that is so the opposite of
0: what I grew up with. That sounds amazing. That's <laughs> incredible. So tell so. me about some of the jobs that you and Sam did. In addition, what, what all were you doing to make money?
1: Oh girl, Uh everything. Any and everything. This was before we had kids. I was teaching vocal lessons. I was teaching piano lessons. Um, I'm a pretty good cook and a pretty good baker. So I started this little thing, Jade bakes for you online. And I was shocked. Like the folks at my church showed up in, in, in droves to buy this baked goods and make their orders. And so we did that. Uh, we learned how to train dogs. So we were training oh dogs. Oh my gosh, you was- did? Yes, this this was all in the middle of our <laughs> in between performances. We fell in love with Caesar Milan and his whole uh-huh. thing with dogs, and we thought we can teach people this. And so, oh my gosh, another way that's, to make money. Did,
0: Okay, wait, that's not in the little bio. In your official bio, that is not in there. And I'm no. telling you right now, you must put that in there. That's a great detail. It is. You know, the one
1: I tell people about the most is I worked at. This was probably the most like manual labor I did. I worked at a vinyl tint and lettering place. Mm-hmm. And I put tent on car windows. I would cut the tent, put it on car windows the first half of the day. And then the second half of the day, I would cut like vinyl letters, Hmm. put them and help install them on work trucks. So like for those listening, if you ever see a work truck go by, it says like Bubba's heating and cooling or whatever. I put those letters on there. That was that was me making my hands dry and messing up my nails to do this. Were you kind of surprised that look at
0: all these things I can do?
1: A little bit. You know, I will say when I met my husband, I did not, um, prior to meeting Sam, I didn't really have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really grow up around that. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I I just wasn't aware of it, to be honest with you. Um, and when I met Sam, he was very much like Jade. You you have s- skills and talents, and if you can monetize those, you are going to make more hourly than you are going to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, because my thing was like, oh, I'll just go get a job at the mall. And he says, there's nothing wrong with that. but you're good at this and you're good at that you're good at baking you're good at singing like monetize that mm. and so he really inspired that in me um and it it just for me it just grew into a flame um and so i really credit him with that and it did help me see i'm good at a lot of things um it, later on in our life it's what sparked our business our talent agency Yeah, tell I said me about husband, that because
0: that started in 2015 yeah, um, like
1: I said before, my husband and I were contracted uh, on cruise lines. We would go out and perform our show uh, all around the world. And as many couples do, we got to this point where we said we want to start a family. And if we want to start a family, what's that going to look like with us traveling around the world? And I remembered a leadership teaching about duplicating yourself. And I said, what if we duplicated ourselves? And my husband was like, what do you mean? I said, if we had a talent agency, we could not only solve a problem that we see in the marketplace, which is sometimes the talent is not up to par, um, but we can also duplicate ourselves and we can have the life that we want. And so that's how that was born. Um, because in our opinion, there was a major gap. There was um, an issue with us going out to ships and sometimes the musicians weren't at the level that we wanted them to be. And we thought we can fix that. We'll provide better musicians for you guys. And we'll provide better entertainment for you guys. And um, we also, Uh, did some different pricing structures and commission structures that were different for the market at that time. And so we started as a little boutique agency and we were able to really grow quickly because of the way that we structured
0: our deals with the cruise lines. That's so cool. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. And faith has been an important part of all of this for you. I would love to hear a little bit about that and what it was like to that to feel that freedom when you were finally debt free you know
1: um that's such a great question and i could really go into it a lot so i'm going to try to streamline here there's a scripture that i love um john 10 10 um the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but christ came that we would have life and life to the full Um, Another version says, um, it's the thief's purpose to steal and kill and destroy, but it's my purpose, talking about Christ's purpose, that they would have a rich and satisfying life. And uh, I heard that from the pulpit. And during our debt, I remember thinking, "If if this is true, then what has to happen for this to be true? Because I'm not experiencing a rich and satisfying life right now. I'm experiencing angst i'm experiencing anxiety for financial strain relational strain Um, and for us debt was the thief and so I needed to make that transition from this thief of debt chasing me to this rich and satisfying life that that Christ has for me and um, we were able to make that transition and. Our church played such a huge part in that, staying connected to community. I hear people say all the time, Jade, you know, what's the secret of staying motivation? Like, how do you how do you keep going? Because our our, our journey with this was almost eight years long. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, strong relationships, strong community. I say to people all the time, if you can get, con- I don't care what your beliefs are. If you go into a church, you're going to be accepted. You're going to be loved. You're going to be around great people with great attitudes, um, and at the end of the day, that does so much for you. You're going to hear a message that is encouraging you, that is inspiring you, um, that is challenging you. And that is so important. Um, so, yeah, I credit so much of this with um, my community, my church, Church by the Glades, my husband, and just um, finding value and
0: finding the meaning for yourself within Scripture. It's it's mm-hmm. so powerful. Um, and it's a lot also because... I know. So I know one person in my life that um, was being chased by debt collectors, um, and it becomes very scary. And she had not told yes. anybody that she was in this position, so she was all alone. And then the loneliness mm-hmm. gets even more to the point where you know you you decline every invitation to go out because you don't want to go out, have any money uh, expenditures, but also because you're afraid that they're going to chase you down in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. so I get that. So being that that loneliness in all of this is, I, I think maybe that's one of the things I really love about what Dave Ramsey and now as you've joined him are doing, which is to let people know you are not alone. You do not have to be ashamed, but you do have to do something about it.
1: That's right. Um, you make such a good point. There is a lot of shame surrounding all of this. Yeah. I mean... Sam and I walked through this journey. And at first we did, I don't know that we intentionally kept it a secret, but it is one of those things that you hold your cards kind of close to your body. Um, And where I'm at now, I want to shout from the rooftops, hey, I did really... I did really dumb stuff. Like, I have no, I want to tell everybody all of the things I did, all the things I felt, all the conversations I had so that they know that they're not alone. I had $280,000 of debt. We had $20,000 of credit cards, you know, store cards and all these stupid things. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day, I wrote a bad check on a Friday because I didn't have enough money for groceries. And so I'd write a bad check on a Friday knowing that it couldn't process on a Saturday and a Sunday. And that gave me two. Two days, and it gave Sam two days that we had to do something, whether it's lessons or something, to make the $60 to get it in the account so that we didn't overdraw on Monday, mm. right? And mm-hmm. sometimes we were successful, and sometimes we weren't. And, and we're and not there anymore, but we were there, and there's somebody who's there today, and I need them to know that you can get past that. And 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 yes, I get it. You feel shame. You feel like you're behind. That's the past, it doesn't have to be the future. And if if, if anybody is proof of that, I'm telling you, I am not, um, I don't say this to be self-deprecating, I say this to be real, I'm nothing special, right? We all, we're all human, we're all here just trying to make it through. So I don't want anybody to look at me and go, oh, well, she must have, she must be special or she must be, you know, and, and, and try to put me on this pedestal. No, I I I am you, I was like you, I'm still like you. And I just made this choice to believe that I can change. I made this choice to believe that it's honestly God's purpose to have a better life for me. And I believed that. And I started working towards that. And, and
0: anybody listening can do that as well. Hmm. I know that they can. How are you and Sam then approaching parenthood when it comes to um, you know teaching your children about money and finances? Or <laughs> is it different than how you grew up? It's definitely different than the way I grew up, um,
1: 100%. The, the hard battle for us is my kids, you know, we paid off debt before we had them. So they don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's not a strain finances are no longer a strain in our household and so the hardest part is my son prince you know we go to target and he doesn't understand why you can't have something every single time right so we're really trying to teach them contentment in the idea that you work for the money you have you know i told my son the other day i said if you go through the yard and pick up all these sticks that blew away from the windstorm i'll give you one dollar and so dang mom you know, only a dollar <laughs> <laughs> Only <at> the look. <laughs> I keep the purse. How old is Prince? Time. He is four and a half. <laughs> oh, so okay, fine, fine. That's just enough for him to buy like a little micro machine of okay, little it. cars. <laughs> it's like, wow, so, a
0: tough bargain over there. I know,
1: that's a tough bargain. So he picked up the sticks and then he went in the front yard and picked up those sticks. He ended up with two dollars, Dana. Okay, okay. Bonus. <laughs> so then we go to Target and I say, You've got two dollars, and I know he doesn't understand it all, but you know, he's picking out more expensive toys, and I'm like your work the value of your work does did not allow you to purchase that it allows you to purchase this Mm. so he's starting to see the correlation of hey there's a price that you Mm -hmm. pay to be able to have certain things or to be able to purchase certain things and the price you pay is through your work and the value of your work Mm. and so that's where we're at um try to make it fun you know not make it a controlling thing or you know they're still so young but Yeah, just try to teach them that that commitment and the
0: value of hard work. For the younger people that are listening to this podcast, um, well, even it doesn't have to be younger people, but I'm just thinking about asking you if there are any apps or technology that you have either recommended or used that you think can help people get back on track and stay on track when it comes to their finances.
1: Absolutely. My favorite app out there is the Every Dollar app. It's a budgeting app and a financial snapshot app. It's kind of like all of the things that you need financially um, all rolled into one. And I love it. It's it's a it's something that you'll look at daily. It's something that keeps your finances in front of you daily. There's teaching elements in it for personal finance. Um it gives you that snapshot of kind of like, oh, if I made this many payments, how quickly could I have my debt paid off? And or if I put aside this much money every month. How long would it take me to save, you know, three or four months of expenses, that sort of thing. So it's super practical, really easy to use. It pairs with your bank. I love that Um, because I don't know about you, Dana, but I remember the days where <laughs> you couldn't do those things. um Technological, you had mm-hmm. to use like a yellow pad <laughs> oh, yeah. to write out. So to have something like that at your fingertips and um yeah, I just love it. My husband and I use it. So I would, if Anybody, if
0: they're not on a budget, I would suggest that. And every Mm -hmm. dollar is a really great tool uh, just for that. That's really interesting to hear. More to come right after this. I have a a series of short questions. Do you mind if we go through those? That's kind of like a lightning round, but they're short questions because I'm only five feet tall. That's why we call them. (laughs) love it. Love it. Okay. Um, How do you define success? Um, I think success has most to do with freedom. So if you feel free in your life, you're probably successful. And freedom gives you what I love and I consider success, which is serenity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. And energy, right? Energy, like, I, I think we've gotten too. we're so obsessed with people being anxious. Anxiety yes. is part of life and you can make that fuel work for you. Turn that energy into work. It doesn't, it doesn't always mean if you have anxiety that you should lie down. I agree. I agree. A lot of times it means that there's some action that you probably need to do. <laughs> I think so too. There's nothing wrong with yeah. lying down once in a while. I'm not against self-care, but you know. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I'm with you on that. What item is worth splurging on? For me, it's my nails. Oh, I
1: love that. I, okay. I I mean, I don't know if you can see it. I love um bright. I love bright colors. They make me feel happy. Um, So I will always uh, splurge to have my nails done professionally and have fun designs or fun colors
0: on them. I remember when you first came on America's Newsroom or when I first met you, just through the screen, I was like, wow, that woman has energy. And that was, it was the colors (laughs) and just the way, you know, you're a bright light. So you are are shining from within as well. Uh, What is the best investment you you have ever made?
1: The best investment that I've ever made, I would say is into myself um, and believing that I have value to add. Um, that started out with us starting a business. You know, anybody who's ever done that knows it is nerve wracking. You're putting yourself out there. You're having to deal with that feeling of um, imposter syndrome, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. is that no, I'm the real deal. I do know what I'm talking about. I do have something to offer. And even... um sacrificing and you know, picking up our life and moving here to Tennessee and stepping back from that business and saying, okay, like, I think that I have something to offer here at Ramsey Solutions. I think that my story can impact people. Um, yeah, invest in yourself and what you have to offer the world and
0: the people in it. What is the best advice you've ever been given?
1: Oh gosh, the best, um, what comes to mind is preparation is a gift you give yourself. Um, Love that, and that's something that my pastor says, and it's so true. Preparation is a gift you give yourself. If you spend the time doing the work beforehand, and that can look a lot of different ways. You know, when it comes to money, we talk about making a budget before the month begins so that you have a plan, you know, it, you can see it in that light for me as a performer. It was before I came on stage knowing exactly. And you know, I know my role, I know my parts, I know my lines, whatever that is, um, Preparation is a gift that you give yourself. Nobody can mm. give that to you. It's
0: interesting. I'm gonna, I'm going to ad- adopt that um, because one of my pieces of advice is that uh, I always like to be the most well-read person in the room mm. because that gave me a measure of control or power, I yes. guess. And yes. that that was. It's all that's also about preparation.
1: Yes, I see. I, I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what would be a good theme song for your life? <laughs>
1: oh okay so when you said that a couple of things dropped in my head let's hear (laughs) them um i'm a big prince fan uh so the song baby i'm a star okay (laughs) i thought about that um oh gosh oh um i'm thinking about new kids on the block (laughs) i'm thinking about step by step (laughs) so
0: that's i've never thought of that but there's one <laughs> for you i love that um, now what when you perform and i don't i don't know how much you perform anymore but what's your go-to song like what's what's the song that you sing that either pulls up a lot of emotion or gets people on their feet yeah uh, i used to be a whitney houston impersonator wow so maybe Are you can serious? see it a little bit no i yeah. can see it i can see it.
1: <laughs> so wow. of course everybody loves i will always love you that was you my closer. Yes, ma'am. Wow, but I always say that I, I that is a song you. that
0: nobody should try to sing at karaoke. Like no one. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree with you. You don't that, even. Do you have a karaoke song? You don't even need a karaoke song.
1: No, I. If, honestly, if I go to sing karaoke, I pick. I would pick like Achy Breaky
0: Heart. I would pick like <laughs> this song that's not. You so know who that told doesn't me the really other show that, that you can their sing? go-to karaoke song is "Sweet Caroline" by Neil Diamond because yes. everybody will start singing along. Oh, classic. Yes. I was like, classic. oh, that's that's a good way to hide. Now, I did go to the Neil Diamond musical the other night. <laughs> How was it? Fabulous. It's called A Beautiful Noise. It's on Broadway. Um, highly recommend. I thought it was great. I that's really good. It's good. It's good fun. That's what I would say. You know, yeah. theater on Broadway doesn't have to be all highfalutin all the time.
1: That is so true. That's so true. And I'm actually liking a lot of these shows that are centered around like
0: music. Like the Carole and... King show is a great.
1: Yeah. Yes
0: would love and that. And you learn hey, a little Tina bit. Turner I mean, has one too. my husband's uh, 18 years older than me and he kept saying, wow, I, this is like my childhood. It's nostalgia. And a couple of times during Carol King, my sister and I looked at each other. We're like, she sang that. I, or she, I, I had no idea. Uh, yes. Because they've been, the songs are so good. So they've much. been covered two or three times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it just mm-hmm, depends. Yeah. Um, what is a skill you would still like to learn?
1: Um, I, you know, I always want to be better on instruments. Okay. Um, There's certain songs. Uh, I play a little piano. Um, But certain songs that when I hear the guitar solo, I just am like, oh, in another life, I would love to learn how to play, you know, guitar like Brian May or, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm listening to Queen, it's like, oh, this is so good. Um, Will it ever happen? I don't know. But
0: I have to disagree. I can't stand Queen. And I'm going to get hate mail for saying that, as Greg (laughs) Gutfeld will tell me. But I just sometimes I'm like, oh, those songs are so long. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they are. They are like... Ah, uh, like a, it's a whole piece. It's like a work of
0: art. It is. Yeah, it is. I and I didn't. I that. didn't see the movie. I should probably see the movie, and I'd probably feel better. I feel uh maybe it's may- it, maybe. Was okay. it was okay. It's <laughs> okay. Okay, but you're a pretty enthusiastic <laughs> person, so I'm going to say that I do not need to see that. Um, <laughs> what is something you will not leave the house without? Oh, uh, my phone. Yeah, you know what it is for you me. Know, I, what Aquaphor? <laughs> my oh. lips get so dry, and I can't stand yes! it. So I have that with me all the time. Okay, I am with you on that. My two pet peeves are dry lips and dry hands. I can't stand it. Both of those things. Me neither. And dry eyes, but my eyes are a little better than they used to be, but Aquaphor is the one for me. Um, Just two more. What is one thing you wish you knew when you were younger?
1: Oh, girl. I... Okay, again, I'm telling you the first thing that came to yeah. my mind. When I was younger, I always was trying to straighten my hair because mm-hmm. everybody around me had straight, beautiful, what yep. I, you know, yep. hair. Yep. And I thought, that's great. Um, And I didn't know, I started straightening my hair so early, I didn't know that I had very curly, really pretty hair. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. it wasn't yeah. until I got into college that I was like, I want to see what this looks like. And so I grew out all the straightened pieces and I had this big you know, curly mop top. And I was
0: like, let's go. I love it. I like it. this. It's a, it's, it, it is. I think it's one of your, you have many great assets. It's one of your best Thank ones. You. My last I question is, that. you have had an opportunity to travel the world. Is mm-hmm. there some place you very much want to return to or that you want to see that's on your bucket list?
1: I would love to return to anywhere in Italy. Okay. I enjoyed it so much. We ate our way through Italy. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, I'd probably say the same thing about Paris um, and the surrounding country cities there. Beautiful. A place that I'd like to go that I had the opportunity, but it got canceled because of some unrest, was Egypt. Mm. Um, I wanted to see the pyramids, and we also had the opportunity. We would have had the opportunity to go to Petra as well, and it didn't shake out for us. Um, And so I think that that's some place that I would definitely go back to. Mm. And just a little bonus, if you haven't been to Israel, go. It's
0: great. Uh, Wow. Well, Jade, you are um, an inspirational person, And I feel like if I lived in Nashville, I'd be over at your house eating all the time. (laughs) Oh, 100%. I'd have you over. We'd have wine. I would love that. We'd sit out on the back deck. I would love that. I would love that. I've enjoyed talking to you. And I think that this conversation is going to help a lot of people. It's something that needs to be talked about more. There is no shame in having debt. Um, You just have to decide to do something about it. And follow Jade Warshaw on Wherever you can find her. Is it Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? I'm everywhere. Um, mostly Instagram is where you will
1: find actually me. Okay. Um, but yes, at Jade Warshaw. That's it all across the, the social medias. And also that's my website as well. I
0: cannot wait till our paths cross again. Yes. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. Thank you for having me, Dana. Okay. You're wonderful. Take Thank care. You. I really loved talking with her, learning from her and being inspired by her. And this is a little bit of a different topic than we've done before. But I do think that some people have some shame when it comes to debt. And that's unnecessary. Because as we say, and everything will be okay, that is true, but you have to take some action to make that true for yourself. So make sure you subscribe to this series wherever you download podcasts and leave a rating and review. I'm Dana Perino. Everything will be okay.